More Pac-12 Media Day recap as we continue to peel back the layers and a look at a couple more quotes uh, from this past Friday's Pac-12 Media Day. <clears throat> we'll have one from the commissioner, George Klyovkov, as well as one from the conference's dean of head coaches, Kyle Whittingham, up there at Utah. We're going to do a quick recruiting update. Uh, the Trojans 2023 class could have some more movement. In which direction, though? We'll talk about that. And the preseason polls are starting to come out. Uh, both the Pac-12 released theirs, as well as the AP preseason poll. Um, where are the Trojans this preseason? That's what's coming up next on Locked On US. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, fight on, everybody. I'm your host, Mark Holkin, and thanks for making Locked on USC your first watch and your first listen every day. <clears throat> Excuse me. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening wherever you download your podcast, we're free. And if you are watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button and give me some feedback. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Without you, this show does not exist. Also, just another really quick reminder uh, starting this week, uh, we're here five times a week as we head into uh, fall camp and the 2022 football season. As of today, when I'm recording this episode, by the way, this is the third time. So if I feel a little tired or look a little tired and haggard and or tripping all over myself, we're it's it's late Monday night for a Tuesday publish, but there are thir- there's still. Looking at the time. Nope. Now there are 32 days left. It's after midnight. 32 days left until USC kicks off against Rice. So with that, move, starting the show. Um, as I'd mentioned, besides the start of the uh, the State of the Conference uh, speech that Commissioner Klyovkov will offer, um, he also does separate interviews throughout the day during Pac-12 Media Day. And he did one with The Athletic. And this particular quote, um, not only did it catch my attention, but it kind of, I don't know, I think the commissioner comes off really bitter and really petty, and I think he needs to start acting more collegial as he wants to, uh, as he stated at Pac-12 Media, Pac-12 Media Day. Quote, it's clear that UCLA and USC made a decision for short-term financial gain at the expense of their student athletes. <clears throat> it's 100% it's clear to me. It's really unfortunate, and I think they are already regretting it. They are already regretting it, given the pushback that they've gotten from almost every corner of their communities. I think they'll regret it more as time goes on, end quote. Um, first of all, who is they? Which communities are you referring to, Commissioner Klyovkov? Because I have not met anybody from any of these communities, and I'm sure you were referring to UCLA, who uh, has been berated publicly by Governor Gavin Newsom, um, who told them they need to explain themselves. I got news for you. If Gavin Newsom points that finger at USC and says, you need to explain yourself, I got three words for you. Go to hell. Yeah, I'm sorry. 
Nobody, USC nor UCLA have to explain themselves to anybody. Um, wh what is it? What are we regretting here, Commissioner? I know USC doesn't regret uh, the cash windfall that they're stepping into. You know, they're going to be making upwards close to it's been speculated ninety million, maybe up to a hundred million dollars per year with the uh, new TV contract that they'll be getting with the Big Ten con uh, conference. They don't regret that. I guarantee you they don't regret uh, any of the uptick they're getting in recruiting. Um, playing more games on a national stage, are, are, are they going to regret that as time goes by? Highly doubtful. Um, being in the news cycle every single day, and they, they haven't even gotten to the Big Ten yet. They haven't played a game this year, but they're still the talk of the town. You know, will USC make the playoffs? The roster, Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, can he win the Heisman? Jordan Addison, the reigning Bolitnikoff winner, can he be a, a repeat, you know, can he can he repeat playing at USC? Well, George, I don't know where you're coming from. Um, I'm sure, again, I'm sure you're referring to UCLA getting some blowback or pushback from, you know, the governor and from the UC regents. Tough luck. Move forward. Uh, <clears throat> again, you know, you're, you you wanted to maintain some collegiality or, colle you know, amongst your peers. You're you're playing hopscotch with this all over the place. And uh, I don't see it. I have again, I haven't seen any pushback against USC for doing this. And if they are <laughs> too bad. Uh, you know, on the last episode, I mentioned the quote from uh, Arizona's head coach, Jed Fish, and how he kind of threw some shade um, at UCLA. Uh, well, this time, I w uh, there was a quote from Kyle Whittingham. And this one was a not as funny, actually kind of depressing. Because um, Coach Whittingham said he doesn't believe in college football right now. And I, I understand where he's coming from. Let me Let me read the quote. He, the question was, what was your reaction when you found out that the two L.A. schools were leaving the Pac-12? And, and Coach Whittingham replied, yeah, surprised, but not surprised. I mean, nothing can really surprise you. I don't believe in college football right now. There's so much movement and things that have happened through the years. There's going to be a great deal more change, in my opinion. I think, as I mentioned earlier, the concept of the concept of super conferences is, state, uh, is starting to materialize, becoming a reality. Wasn't completely taken back by the move. The timing, I don't know if there was ever a good time, but the timing was a little bit of a surprise. Anyway, like I said, that's where things are moving. We'll just have to uh, wait and see where all the dust settles, where we're at. It's not settled yet. There's a lot of dust to settle, or a lot of dust to come, end quote. So, you know, ominous weather forecast aside, I think everybody knows that the Pac-12 conference kind is dead man walking. And Utah is just going to have to, you know, kind of go wherever the wind takes the dust. Whether they're, they remain in the Pac-12, um, whatever they uh, morph into, uh, whether they end up in the Big 12 as a part of their super conference. Um, nobody knows, but I understand where coach is coming from. 
um, there's there's definitely a shift in the winds. There's a paradigm shift going on right now. College football has always been a has always been a developmental league for the NFL. Well, it is a developmental league now, jumping into the steroid age because once these super conferences are completely formed, and you know the they're not they're not playing you know the Mountain West conference schools anymore. Um, you know, there's going to be some traditions and rivalries that are going to be lost uh, along the way. And that's what separates college football from professional. And I think that's where coach is going with this is that we, we're going to start to see college football as we know it kind of lose its way. And I understand that. And I can appreciate that. And, you know, also from a recruiting aspect, um, you know, without USC and UCLA in the Pac-12, does Utah get, I'm not using the word scrap as a derogatory term uh, for the players who end up going to Utah. Uh, they were good enough to go to USC and UCLA, but they might not have been their, you know, first or second priority. Um, if USC and UCLA aren't in the Pac-12 and Utah is, uh, will those players want to stay and play for Utah? I don't know. Will the idea of playing neutral site games in LA, will that be enough for, you know, those West Coast recruits uh, who want to stay closer to home? I don't know. We'll find out. Um, but until then, you know, Coach Winningham's going to try and, uh, I guess, stay, you know, linked in with what's going on. And speaking of LinkedIn, uh, as you gear up for the fall, you need the right people on your team to help you to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create jobs, <clears throat> create a free job in just minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple. Hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs help you find candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right. So in this next segment here, let's get into some recruiting. Uh this Saturday, August 6th at noon, <clears throat> excuse me, Braylon Shelby, the defensive end slash rush end from Texas, is going to choose between uh, the Texas Longhorns and the USC Trojans. You can actually watch that uh, stream live noon on the internet. I believe he's doing that with the 24-7 network, so go check that out. Um, now, According to the On3 network, uh, Braylon is a top 150 player. He, you know, stands in at six foot four, 235 pounds. 
And according to WeRSC.com's recruiting guru, part of the On3 network, um, you know, there's been some talk that Braylon and his camp are favoring USC. You know, he's developed some really nice relationships with that 2023 class. And it really solidified itself uh, when he came out for his visit. Um, I'm not going to go into great detail here on this show. Uh, if you want to get some really good insight into this, uh, how this recruitment is going, again, go check out uh, Scott's article over there on WeRSC.com. Uh, he really gives a good deep dive into recruiting, and you're not going to find a, a better resource for USC recruiting uh, when it, better than Scott Trader. So go check that out. Um, so again, USC could be getting some good news on the defense side of the ball this Saturday. It's going to be between them and the Texas Longhorns. Uh, but again, crystal balls and, uh, you know, all those kind of predictions are starting to roll in for USC on that. Now, um, not it's not all good news, but it's not all bad news. Uh, the Trojans are probably going to be losing uh, cornerback commit Braxton Myers. <clears throat> he took a visit to Ole Miss, and he came away pretty impressed. So, again, predictions are starting to come in that uh, he might be flipping over there to Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels. And, you know, as much as you hate to see him leave USC's 2023 class, it's not the end of the world because... Uh, USC has got a lot of other defensive back commits that they're still um, going after. Highly sought guys, too. Uh, guys like Warren Roberson from Red Oak, Texas. Um, in fact, USC feels really good about him, and you, he might be making a commitment sooner than later. And then you got some local guys in California that USC is really after. Uh, a couple in particular, you got Maliki Crawford from uh, Pacifica High School. Six foot three, long arms. Uh, you know, another Terrell Thomas type of guy. You don't get these types of cornerbacks coming around too often. So when you do, you want to lock them up, especially when they're local. Uh, you got the lo local kid from Long Beach Poly, Dalen Austin. And then uh, keep an eye on the Roderick Pleasant recruitment. I don't think that's necessarily done. Uh, you know, people, myself, I brought it up, size necessarily you know that might not be the issue with with roderick uh, we talked about it with scott schrader on our show and and i know that we had some technical difficulties but with roderick's recruitment it might come down to is he just such a great track athlete you know we're talking elite olympic speed that he can't dedicate 100 percent of his time to football and with lincoln riley he wants 100 percent dedicated football players so that's part of the thing. But again, a lot of time to go with that recruitment. Uh, some other news we should probably talk about in the recruiting field, recruiting aspect. Uh, Malachi Nelson, if you hadn't heard yet, he took a trip to College Station. He took a trip to Texas A&M. But he did let uh, Lincoln Riley know ahead of time that he was going to do this. Uh, are you concerned, Trojan fans? I'm not. Uh, and I don't think Lincoln is concerned either. I think uh, Malachi and other players who have taken this trip, uh, Zachariah Branch, 
uh, in the past. They're doing it, one, because they can. Uh, two, they're, they're testing the market. They want to see what their value is. And again, this is not some, you know, industry hidden industry secret there are programs out there that have a different vision and view of how to use nil right now than usc usc is selling nil to hey when you get to college we've got this great program that we're going to put in place we're going to introduce you to the right people we're going to make sure everything is in the right place and whatever your value is you're going to have the opportunity to make some money when you get to usc there's other programs out there who are using NIL completely different, and they're using it as a financial inducement, a signing bonus, like, hey, the second you step on campus, we guarantee you this much money. That's the message that is being sent to USC right now. Uh, get in the game. I, I know you don't want to do this, but you you know you've already lost a couple of players in, uh, to, in recruiting to the in this environment um one headed up to oregon one headed to miami and if you don't want to see this to continue to happen uh, you might have to get in the game until some guardrails are put into place to say hey you can't do this uh, so again just some things to keep an eye on as it comes as far as recruiting is going so uh and then there's one other thing does USC need to find a punter? Uh, the punter they had for the class of 2022, Atticus Bertram, doesn't look like he's on the roster and he might not be a part of the team this year. He's having some issues, uh, some paperwork issues, I think, uh, getting into the country. I'm not sure what that's all about. Nevertheless, uh, does USC need to recruit a punter? Or they, should they just roll with who they have? We don't know. We know punting is winning if you're Rick Neuheisel, and we know that Lincoln Riley doesn't want to do a whole lot of punting this year, considering uh, the offensive firepower and talent he'll have to use. So, um, how about uh, we build the team that doesn't need a punter? And you can do that with eating some really good stuff from Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, uh, you're really depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. They're called the Indulgent Cookie Dough. Delicious Indulgent Cookie Dough. Covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. <clears throat> so let me introduce you to the new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs. They have a light and chewy texture real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and only have a, they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Like all Built Bars, the new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. Mmm, so good. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, I need something right now. I wish mine, the ones I ordered, would get here or just need to grab a quick bite. Built is the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. So ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built bar. 
<clears throat> they have an offer. So go to built bar, go to built.com, use promo code locked 15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code locked 15. All right. I told you at the top of the show, it's late and I was going to be stumbling and bumbling. So before we get out of here in our last segment, uh, we got a some, couple of preseason polls that have come out. The PAC 12 preseason poll came out. I'm going to go over this real quick. Going starting at number twelve, and we'll, we'll we'll work our way up to number one. At number twelve, you've got Colorado. Number eleven, Arizona. Number ten, ASU. I'm fine with Cal, with Colorado at number twelve. Uh, I don't know what Carl Durrell has to work with this year. And uh, yeah, yeah. Good luck this year, Carl. I would actually flip Arizona with ASU. I think ASU is going to have a USC 2021 type of season. Herm Edwards lost half of his team to the to the transfer portal. Uh, all eyes are on them from the NCAA and the Pac-12 as far as sanctions are going to be concerned with the shenanigans they pulled during the 2020 COVID season, hosting recruits when they shouldn't have, and Herm was actually involved. So it'll be interesting to see if Herm actually lasts the entire 2022 season. Uh, number nine, you got Cal. Number eight, Stanford. Seven, Wazoo. Number six, Washington. Number five, Oregon State. Number four, UCLA. USC checks in at number three, Oregon two, Utah one. Real quickly here, I'll leave Utah at number one. They return their starting quarterback, plus a chunk of their team that went to the Rose Bowl last year. So until they're knocked off, I think they deserve it. Uh, I would definitely flip USC and Oregon. Oregon, new head coach, first-time head coach, new coaching staff. They brought in a quarterback transfer to challenge their five-star quarterback they brought in last year, Bo Nix from Auburn. Interesting. Um, I think Oregon's going to have a rough year this year. And uh, so, yeah, I would even consider UCLA or Oregon. We'll see. Again, preseason poll, don't put a whole lot of uh, weight into these things. We'll see who's still healthy by the end of each fall camp and see how these things move around. The AP preseason poll came out as well. Uh, let me go over this real quick with you. What do we got here? Starting at number 25, you got the Penn State Nittany Lions. Number 24, Florida Gators. 23, Kentucky Wildcats. Number 22, BYU. Number 21, Texas Longhorns. Number 20, Tennessee. Number 19, Baylor. 18, Iowa. 17, Houston Cougars. 16, Arkansas Razorbacks. The Pac-12 starts to check in at number 15 with Utah. 14, Oregon. 13, North Carolina State. Number 12, Ole Miss. Oklahoma Sooners at number 11. Oklahoma State at number 10. So guess what, Oklahoma? You've been all over telling USC that Lincoln Riley didn't matter, Malachi Nelson didn't matter, Mario Williams didn't matter. Apparently they did because Oklahoma State is ranked ahead of you. <clears throat> Let's see Brent Venables. What he, what's he going to do with that? Talk to me. Uh, number nine, Michigan State. Number eight, USC. Too high? Interesting that, you know, <laughs> they're rated higher nationally than they are in the Pac-12. 
Number seven, Texas A&M. Number six, Michigan. Number five, Notre Dame. Number four, Clemson. Number three, Georgia. Number two, Ohio State. Number one, the Alabama Crimson Tide. I'm saying to myself, in that top five, I think Clemson might be a little overrated. Uh, Got to see what they're ready to do this year. They didn't look that great last year. We'll see what Dabo has up his sleeve. I'm mad. I think mm, I'm okay with the rest. Again, preseason poll. Don't put a whole lot of stock and weight into these things. Um, these the 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 AP coaches polls. Those things shouldn't come out until the, the third week of the season. Let's see what these teams look like. How did you perform? You know who's healthy. That should count for something, at least in my opinion. So. I wanted to just give you a, a little bit of the poll update, what's going on here. All right. So when you're done listening to me here over on Locked On USC or watching me over there on YouTube, uh, you can also check out the Locked On Network. You've got Spencer McLaughlin hosting the Locked On Pac-12, and you've got Nate Dickinson hosting your Locked On Big Ten. You can get all of your news and notes in 30 minutes or less. Uh, from each of your conference affiliations, UC and UCLA. I bring it up for the pet for the Big Ten. Obviously, everybody else, check out Locked On Pac-12. I'll be back again with another episode tomorrow. And again, head on over to WeRSC.com. Uh, when you're done with this podcast, we're going to have a really good one on Inside the Trojan Huddle this week. Check it out. Fight on, everybody.